0: Welcome to the New Testament Daily with Jerry Dearman, where Jerry reads a chapter from the New Testament and gives us key insights and life applications along the way. For more information about the Solid Life Journal and reading plans, visit solidlives.com. And now, let's get into today's reading.
1: Okay, Matthew chapter 7 from the New King James Version, and here's what Jesus continued to say, "...judge not that you be not judged." For with the same judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Oh boy, I tell you what, this is, if we could just apply this one truth, and even if we didn't get to anything else in chapter 7, this would save us a world of trouble. So Jesus said, don't judge or you'll be judged. If you have allowed yourself, like so many people in the world, I would say, The majority, my guess, is the majority of people judge. And you can tell by the conversations they have, especially at home, the way they judge people. And Jesus said, judge not, lest you be judged. If you don't want to be judged, then you have to stop judging. Because the more you judge, and the more harshly you judge, the more you'll be judged, and the more harshly you'll be judged. Notice Jesus comes back and says, the measure. Notice, judge not that you be not judged, for with the judgment you judge, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. The harsher judgment you use to judge people, the harsher you'll be judged, and you'll be mad, and you'll think, why are you judging me? But you don't realize you're judging other people, and there's no way around it. You must stop the judging for you to have mercy from people, okay? So uh, let's get to this next verse. Verse three, and why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? Oh, isn't that the truth? It's so easy for us to see the flaws in other people's lives and completely overlook our own flaws. And by the way, we have them, every one of us, blind spots. And sometimes they're not so blind spots, but they're just spots that are not dealt with. Verse four, or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye. And look, a plank is in your own eye. Hypocrite, First, notice notice the sequence, first remove the plank from your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. And so we need to be very quick to address our own lim- limitations or weaknesses or flaws or compromises or sins rather than always pointing out other people's. And, and most people are better at pointing other people's sins and weaknesses out than their own. Verse 6, do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you in pieces. Of course, Jesus is not really talking about pigs and dogs. What is he talking about? He's saying there are many people that are foolish in that they take something that's precious. It says, do not give what is holy to the dogs. Maybe God spoke to you. He gave you a word, but you're going to share that with people that don't value that word. And so what ends up happening is, they begin to act and treat you as if they're dogs, but they're doing it with something holy. You shared with them something special, something that God spoke to you, or something that God did, or something that happened that is uh, holy, or it's uh, special in that it's a work of God, but you're sharing it with people that don't value it. Dogs don't value the things of God. Pigs don't value those things. And Jesus is referring to people that there are people that respect what's holy about as much as dogs do. And there are people that will treat something precious about as well as a pig would treat pearls. Trample all over them in the mud and everything. And this is what people don't understand. You can't just open your mouth and expose everything holy and things that are special to everybody. And Jesus is saying, don't do that. And so if we get mad at people because they didn't respect it, yeah, but you're the one that threw it out there. And you threw it out to uh, some people, a person or some people that didn't respect it. So Jesus has given us some insight here that you don't just talk the same way to everybody. Verse 7, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Boy, I tell you what. Jesus, whenever he talked about prayer, he was absolute. Never did he say or even hint that we would pray and God wouldn't answer it. The way Jesus, you go read it, the way Jesus always talked about prayer is that God will answer your prayer. And so here he says, ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. And if you think that's pointed, (laughs) look at the next verse. It says, for everyone who asks, receives. Wow. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be open. Well, no wonder Jesus had so many people healed and uh, delivered and experienced the power of God. Because he taught them as if God was willing to do these things, if we would just come to him and seek him and call upon him. He taught as if God is willing to do it. Today, most preachers, They'll say God can do it, but they won't preach that He will do it. They'll they'll say, well, pray, and you know it's up to God. Just trust God, and He'll make a decision on whether He'll do it. But uh, whatever decision He makes, you just have to trust Him. But how would you know what decision God makes? See, that's walking by sight. Well, whatever happened, that must have been God's decision. But the Bible doesn't teach that, no, because if that's the truth, uh, then think about that with salvation. The Bible says in 2 Peter 3, 9, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So if God's will always came to pass, then everybody on the earth would come to Jesus. But that's not going to happen. That's clear that that's not going to happen. The Bible says that's not going to happen. But it it's God's will for it to happen. So God's will doesn't always come to pass. We have to come into contact with God's word, his promises, his will, and choose to receive that. See, and so... Jesus is saying, if you hear and you come and choose and you ask, God will give it. See, if we preached the way that Jesus preached, we would see a dramatic increase in miracles, and in answered prayers, in supernatural things, because people would become uh, believers in the promises of God. Our job as believers is to share it the way that the Bible shared it and not to add these disclaimers. Well, sometimes, though, it doesn't work like that. Just teach it the way the Bible says it, and watch what happens. All people tend to believe it, and then they... Begin to receive it. So Jesus said, everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. Notice, absolute, just matter of fact, he just says it, and he doesn't come back to qualify it. He goes on to say, or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Of course, nobody. Theoretically. Verse 10, or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent or a snake? Uh, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? So Jesus is not only not putting disclaimers on this to say it doesn't always happen, he's going on to illustrate why it will happen. Because if you will give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father? So he's validating this absolute teaching about prayer. And I know that every one of us could say, well, I know somebody that asked and, asked and they did not receive it or they sought God and you know they didn't find and so on. And I realize we could all do that. <laughs> but somehow, listen, Jesus is right. Somehow he's right. Otherwise, he would be lying here. He's not lying. He's telling us something. He's teaching us something about the heart of God, the willingness of God to answer our prayers. Verse 12, Therefore, whatever you want men to do, to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. And this is what we call the golden rule, do unto others as you would have others do unto you. But notice Jesus said, for this is the law and the prophets. In other words, all that God was trying to teach us in the Old Testament about loving God and loving people, he said, if you'll love like that, you're fulfilling the whole law and the prophets. You don't need every little uh, commandment because if you walk in love, you're not going to steal from somebody. You're not going to commit adultery against their spouse. You're not going to, uh, you're not going to murder them, etc., etc. Love them. If you love them as you want to be loved, then you're not going to break any of those commandments against them. So Jesus is saying, you really don't have to have all those commandments if you just walk in love toward people. So he goes on to say, in verse 13. Oh, this is this is very important here. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are a few who find it. So right here... Even though God is not willing that any should perish, but that all come to repentance, Jesus says right here that the gate to get into the kingdom of heaven, to go to heaven and not to hell, is a narrow gate, and the path to get to that gate is a difficult path. It's not easy to do it. You have to stay with God. You have to serve God. You have to keep pressing in to follow Him. Why? Because it's like... There's a current. We're in a river. There's a current coming against us of sin and the perversity of this world trying to take us downstream. You have to work to continue to go the right direction. See, and so Jesus said many people are going to end up going on the easier path with the flow of the world through the wide gate. And I'm telling you, he's going to show us here that there are a lot of folks who are deceived thinking they're on the difficult path toward the narrow gate, but they're not. So watch this. Only a few find that narrow gate. Verse 15. Beware of false prophets. What are false prophets? They, they may come as prophets, but they're not saying the right things. False prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing. They come looking like believers, but inward, inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits you'll know them by their fruits, not by what they say necessarily, by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And let me tell you, that's a reference to hell. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. So, Jesus is saying, don't just listen to what they tell you and what they say or what others say about them. Watch their life. Watch what they do. Watch the fruit that comes out of their life. Okay, I'm not talking about the success of ministry. We're talking about the fruit of their own doings. What are they like? Are they walking in the commandments of God personally? Are they bearing the fruits of the kingdom of God personally? Do they have the fruit of the Holy Spirit coming out of their lives? Because if not, Jesus said, you'll know them by their fruits. That doesn't mean you have to be perfect. But there should be some evidence to the the kingdom of God, of the kingdom of God and of the Holy Spirit. Verse 20, therefore, by their fruits, you'll know them. Now, here we go. Listen to this. Verse 21, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. So notice, Jesus said, talk is cheap. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, or calls Jesus Lord, calls themselves a believer. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father. This is part of the fruit. Are you actually obeying God? Are you doing the will of God in your life? Have you put aside what you want to do to do what God wants you to do? So Jesus is saying right here, not everybody who calls me Lord. Let me just say it in uh, in a, a way that may help us to understand not everyone who calls themselves a christian is going to heaven why because they're deceived thinking that because they act like a christian in this way or that way that that's what it means but jesus said no it's the ones who actually do the will of god not who just talk but you look at their life and they're still acting like an unbeliever still doing their own thing he said, "No, the ones who do the will of my Father in heaven. Verse 22, many will say to me in that day, what, what's that day? That's the end of the age when Jesus comes back and judgment happens. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, see they're calling him Lord as if they're believers, as if they're Christians, will say. Uh, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name? So notice, Many of these people, Jesus said, at the end of the age, they're going to be shocked, and and they're going to say, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name? I mean, we even did some of these signs and wonders, cast out demons in your name. Well, the name of Jesus is powerful, but that doesn't mean just because the name of Jesus worked that that makes you a Christian, and Jesus is pointing this out and saying, let me just tell you, you'll know yourself by your fruits, by the way. And done many wonders in your name, verse 23, and then I will declare to them, Jesus is saying, I'm going to say to these people that thought that I was their Lord, that thought they were believers, I never knew you, depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. You say I'm your Lord, but what you're practicing is not my laws, not my commandments, you're not keeping my ways, you're not obeying me. So your talk is cheap. That's really what he's saying. And boy, this is uh, quite scary. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, haven't we done this? And I'll say, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. So we can't practice lawlessness and expect to be saved and go to heaven. Yes, you're saved by grace. But now that you're saved by grace, we need to be obedient to God. Oh, Lord, help us to be obedient to you and not to be deceived like these people. Verse 24, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, does them, and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built a house on the rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. Why? Because people that do the commandments of God and are obedient to God, they have their life founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them. So, hears means we could say this they come to church or they attend service somehow and they hear the word, but they don't do it. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain descended. In other words, no concrete, no foundation whatsoever just the sand, and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell and great was its fall. And so it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teaching for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. So the scribes didn't teach with this kind of authority but Jesus taught as if he understood these values and he did. He taught as if he bought into these values, and he did. He taught as if he lived these values, and he did. And when you live them, let me tell you, you can teach with much more authority, and people can feel it because you walk this way, and everybody can see this is the way you live your life. So, Jesus is saying the difference between a person with a solid life, that the storms can't knock him down and take him out, uh, and a person that is going to be washed away by the storms of life, is the foundation of their life. And the foundation has to do not with just saying something, not with just believing something, but what you do. Do you practice obedience to God? Or do you not? This person over here heard the word, might have talked the word, but didn't do it. And so Jesus said their life's foundation was on the sand. And so when the rains came, oh man, that foundation was giving way and boy that house just collapsed or was washed downstream and so the Lord is teaching us here and helping us this is the end of the Sermon on the Mount The Lord is teaching us here how to walk in His ways, how to be a follower of His. Aren't you glad, by the way, here we are today in God's Word. We're doing something that He wants us to do, not just knowing about it, but we're doing something. So now, having heard the Word today, let's close in prayer and ask the Lord to help us now to be doers of the Word to practice what it is that we're hearing, okay? So, Father, we come in Jesus' name, and we're hearing these tremendous teachings from Jesus, very pointed, very clear, very challenging, very sobering, really. And we ask you by the strength of the Holy Spirit to help us to be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving ourselves. Help each person, Lord. Help us to walk in these truths from your precious word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us for the New Testament Daily with Jerry Deerman, And thank you to those of you who have partnered with Solid Lives to help get this daily podcast and other resources like it to thousands of people around the world. If you would like to partner with Solid Lives, visit solidlives.com give.